Rob, so I just learned that the Kentucky Derby is Saturday. Do you have any interest? Yeah, DJ, I do. You know, it kind of snuck up on us a little bit. You know, uh, they canceled mm. it back in May. Uh, it's normally something circled on the radar. I remember my uh, days in college, you know, drinking outside, getting the mint juleps ready. It's just like the shittiest little whiskey thing that you can get. You found out what fresh mint was. Uh, so I do have interest. <laughs> also, if you like are any kind of gambler, you're going to try to throw some funds on the Derby, too. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I have no interest in. Yeah, maybe I'm getting too old, but I have no interest in going down to Churchill Downs. Just feels like a mud fest down there to go, like, watch the Derby. I bet it would be fun, though. Wait, so you have interest in the Derby, but in person you're out. Yeah, I'm out. Like, it just doesn't no seem matter like the year. Yeah, it seems like too big of a commitment. Like, you got to go down there for, like, three days. And, like, uh, a, if you're – I could see myself chasing, like, your first three bets lose, and then you're mm-hmm. putting, like, a grand on the Derby to win. It just doesn't seem like something that's good for me, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so, it's – you know, we're Ohio guys, obviously. It's legal to bet in Ohio on the Derby. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can do right. it all it's on – It's just like, like any other horse race, race, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. It's so a very odd thing the- that – that horse racing is legal, but uh, sports in general is not. I don't know. Just one it. of those things that, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I do know that Tiz the Law is a big favorite. He's minus 150. Uh, you kind of got to like the big favorite in one of those horse races. Uh, maybe I'll splash a few funds on it. We got our fancy draft, obviously, this week. Mm-hmm. So get the boys together, get some funds, splash on Tiz the Law. Tis the law, your namesake. Then I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, I, I think that's a, a great move uh, for myself. I have to definitely be in a group bet on the ponies, uh, yeah. but I'm willing to throw like you know 25 bucks in. Everybody get it in, and we all root for the same horse. That you know that's the ultimate vibes. Even if you lose, even if it doesn't turn out, uh, there's no betting like group betting. Right. Absolutely. Group betting is the best. Uh, and I know there's been this video circulating on the internet too, of like a group of guys betting on the face off of a hockey mm. game or like the tip off, you know, the uncut gems bet. And, you know, okay. if in a group, that kind of sounds fun to me. I can't imagine doing it by myself, but you know, a lot of things sound yeah. fun in a group for sure. Yeah. You, you tread those waters, uh, personally, uh, you might have some issues. You, you likely have some issues. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Looking to forward to the Derby then now. Uh, let's get some group bets. Tis the law. Uh, what 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 kind of odds we got going there? Is it like a one-to-one? He's uh he's minus 150. I don't know how that converts to the fractional odds. <laughs> I'm not a math guy. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and do the odds for you. So I bet it, I think it's like $2 to win, you know, one. Or, well, wouldn't know, it be one to one and one to one and one half? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they do it like that though. The fractions, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I'm right. trying to. I'm not trying to get into that. All right, next week we'll update with our winnings, of course, on, on the on the ponies. Uh, pick six coming up here in a second. Uh, we got the self-involved segment, uh, and then what are you consuming? And a new segment that we're uh, bringing out today. Uh, but we start with the pick six, and it got me thinking this week, that term, pick six, uh, with football starting, the juices are flowing. Yes, sir. Um, and I personally don't know if there's a better singular athletic event than picking a ball off and returning it for a touchdown. What do you say to that? Yeah, I guess like, you know, in my limited sports ability at this point, I don't think I'm having any pick sixes. I'm not getting in any flag football leagues. But I was thinking about like what would be the sickest juice for me as an athlete at this point. 
And, you know, obviously bowling would be sweet. Like you mentioned, like, I think in your notes, like bowling at 300 would be absolutely electric, but I, that ain't happening. No, it doesn't count. It's not a singular. It's got to be like one play, one thing that happens, you know, you understand. Yeah, I got it. Now that you gave that clarification. So for me, I think hitting a walk-off bomb in a men's league softball game, like, would be absolutely electric. You know, there's that build-up. You know you're coming to the dish. You got to drive some boys home. And then you just hit an absolute nuke. And then, like, you know you're drinking beers after. You're going with the paninis. You're dropping 100 bucks on Kino. All the vibes. <laughs> okay. Like, that sounds absolutely awesome to me. I think at, at this stage in our life, a hole in one is unbeatable. Like the juice you would get from that. Um, I do have to mention, I was about, I don't want to say six inches, but it rolled six inches by the hole this past weekend uh, for so me. So I'm pretty pumped up that it rolled out to seven feet, but I think it would have hit the flat, you know, who knows. Um, but for guys like us, where like the pinnacle of our athletic careers were being, you know, f- average high school football players. Um, to have, pick, <laughs> <laughs> to have a pick six in a big game would have been uh, just incredible. I agree with that, yeah. I can I can just feel the juices from that. So mm-hmm. um, I would put that right there up with hole-in-one and then a buzzer beater three. It doesn't necessarily have to be at the end of the game, but like hitting a half-court shot at the buzzer, ooh, just feels fantastic right especially to put your team up i think there is like that team component like we mentioned with gambling like doing it yeah. for a team would be sweet too you, you know? just get mobbed <laughs> afterwards right. yeah. uh i just want to see a hole-in-one too because it would be the same kind of feeling you know we we've talked about before in this pod about like rooting for your friends that's one like i legitimately root for people you know like i i I don't think there'd be an ounce of jealousy in me. Like I'd be like, that was incredible just to watch and be there for that. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. So um, that's I just found out about hole in one insurance at like country clubs. So like you pay an insurance fee uh, in case you do get a hole in one. Cause if you do, you got to come back and buy rounds of beers for people like for the rest of the night. That's so not you a pay real ins- thing. I guess at country clubs it is. It's not for us, <laughs> okay. but I guess at country clubs it is. And so I'd be paying the insurance because I would want a hole in one. And then I also wouldn't want to have that like a thousand dollar bar tab at the end of the night. That, that feels like a uh, high end country club, but I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll have to ask one of our friends, you know, don't want right, to like yeah. throw his name out there. But, all, all right. right yeah. uh, that, so let's pick six on the uh, number one of the pick six. Uh, continuing with the six theme. Mm-hmm. And this is number two. I want Rob Law's top six beers to drink in the fall so this is not necessarily fall beers but Mm -hmm. um i would think patios you know you know september into october you're kind of chilling on your patio i can think about your house you know out on that the the left side of the house and the patio what are you drinking and feeling great when it's just that perfect 65 degree uh day I know what you're talking about exactly, Deej. There's nothing like that fall <laughs> beer vibe, man. You're just like, after a long week, go crack open a few ones, maybe a fire after. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, sit around the fire. Um, the number one beer I love to drink in the fall is Great Tasting, Less Filling, Middle Light, because it's the best beer to drink at any time. Okay. Uh, cold, crisp, refreshing. You can drink about 60 of them. I'm a Miller Light guy through and through. But to hit on some of those fall beers, I think uh, Great Lakes Oktoberfest, we were just talking before this pod, that maybe it's not our favorite beer this year, but I think as the days start getting colder. Yeah, chill in the air, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ryan Guy's Truth, that's been hitting me hard lately. Absolute great mm-hmm. beer. Shout out Cincinnati. We got a couple of Brov. We got a Brov that just moved down there, so shout out to him. 
um, pumpkin, obviously, you know, maybe that, uh, that other one that we were drinking, what was the name of that beer, that pumpkin one? Uh, that was whole hog. Whole hog. Maybe that's <laughs> up there. Yeah. It's a slasher pumpkin slash whole hog. Uh, I'm going to go a little pretentious here. I'm going to go Pilsner or Quell. It's a Czech Pilsner. Great little fall beer. And then to wrap it up, round of fire, you're out of Miller Lite. Somebody brought a case of Bush Light. It's all that's left. Mm. It hits a little bit different at 2 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to go Bush Light. Yeah. yeah. Like a Bush Light, especially at 2 a.m. is great because uh, you you want one or two more beers. You kind of want to wind the night down, but there's just such great discussion going on. Um, mm-hmm. There's still kind of you know, use the term a lot, but vibes and uh, mm-hmm. you want to be part of the conversation. So have a, a bush light. And and those are some of the best beers, you know, the, oh, those ones where you don't really need them, but you're just, I don't know, those special nights like fantasy draft, hopefully this Saturday is that way. Uh, but I was thinking about, uh, that's a great list by the way, but I was thinking about um, this time of year, as you get into mid September to what I would say like mid October, Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel like the best fit you can wear and the most comfortable is shorts of some kind. It can be athletic yeah. or khaki and then a crew neck sweater. That type of weather where you can rock the shorts with the crew neck, absolutely nothing better. Yeah, I think I wore my John Dorsey tarp, you know, that crew neck <laughs> Cleveland Browns one when it yeah. went vote. I wore that like every day last, last fall. It, that's like, I mean... I know I mentioned this before, but that's like the same thing as a jersey. Like, I can't be wearing that John Dorsey thing around. Like, everyone knows who it is. He got cut from the team. It's like wearing a, you know, Colt McCoy jersey around. It's just a bad thing. <laughs> I'd still rock it, I think. But I, I think, like, these really warm weather cities that can just talk shit on people that live in, like, Miami. Like, I used to listen to Lebertard a ton. Obviously, they can brag about their weather a ton in Miami, Florida. But what we have on these cities, at least from my knowledge, are those like mid-September to mid-October days where you just get that chill where it like represents football. You can't find that. You can't find that in Miami as far as I know. No, <laughs> I agree, dude. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I heard like San Diego's like that all year round. I don't know. I haven't been there, but it sounds cool. That does sound cool because that's this is starting to be my favorite time of year in terms of weather. Now, the window's short, certainly, but mm. like week one to four to football, uh, fantastic. All right, moving on to number three. This is something you said in our group chat this week, and I want to address, and I can't really say I disagree with, but it's Rob hates fantasy DJ. So yeah. I'll let you explain, and then I'll defend myself. I guess I'll preface it by saying I like a lot of other DJs quite a bit, but fantasy DJ really ruffles my feathers. And I think the thing that bothers me the most about fantasy you is like how insecure you are about your fantasy like knowledge and your like repertoire. But you project, you know what I mean? You act like you know things and you like fill your head with like these BS podcasts and lists and all these in vogue guys about these sleepers and shit, like thinking that you have this competitive advantage and it makes you a better fantasy owner, but you just don't put the results on the field, right? Mm -hmm. You haven't won the ship. So like maybe that's not working for you, but you still like project acting like you're the best fantasy guy. So I think that's the thing that bothers me most. Uh, That's fair. I would, I would compare some of that to my golf game where it's like this huge insecurity of always just trying to find yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at all these resources and it really builds you up. And uh, like I've done this week because I'm trying to fix my slice. And then four days later, you go out and play on the course and, well, the results are the same. 
So that's sort of been my fantasy life, even though I've made the playoffs in our in our main league, the PFFL, the last three years and had some success, runner-up finish. Um, you know, just throwing that out there. Um, but I can't completely disagree. Part of my persona, though, I would say I'm somewhat playing a character in that I'm the stoker of our fantasy football league. I get the people going. I, you know, I might throw some bets out there that I shouldn't. I talk about Mike Evans' success, and I'm really just trying to uh, stoke the flame. Right, absolutely. I think that's part of the fun, and I'm not saying that I hate, like, I think I just hate you as an owner. I don't hate all the components that you throw out there. I think having fun with people and poking a little bit is a good time. Like, mm-hmm. Cody's going to draft Matt Ryan this year, and I don't know why, but he's going to yeah. draft Matt Ryan. You know, he's get $31, and I think that's all part of stoking the fire. Cody doesn't yeah. listen to the podcast, but he doesn't have to worry about it. I definitely deserve some of the hate. Like I'm the type of guy that'll send the group chat, just switched up my draft strategy, dot, 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 four eye emojis. <laughs> like just, yeah. just to kind of like get it going. It doesn't even mean shit. Um, but it's also true. Like I'll look at a couple videos and be like, holy shit. Now I got to draw draft Austin Eckler instead of uh, Julio Jones because there's only 14 good RBs in the whole league, you know, and then yeah. that's got my mind spinning. Yeah. It'll put you in a spin zone, dude. Just, that's what I'm saying. You're projecting like, you know what you're doing, but you don't have any idea what you're doing, but I appreciate that about you too. You know? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, thanks. Moving on to number four, continue on the fantasy football. You know, I'm driving home from work and I'm thinking, man, how incredible it would be to be in a fantasy bubble right now. Think about the NBA, what those guys are going through. Now, mind you, a lot of those guys have families. They're there for months. So it's maybe a different scenario. But if we had our league, our 14 guys that we're all pretty close with, that you're basically in a fantasy bubble in this summer camp, or the, you know, essentially, uh, how incredible that would be. Oh, it was, I mean, I read this and I was like, that's the funniest (laughs) idea ever, right? Like you're just drinking beer, like when you shouldn't be drinking beer, the place would be an absolute mess, but you know, everyone Thursday night, get locked in. We got a Thursday night game. We got Seattle, we got Atlanta, everyone get your bets in and you just build up to that day would be awesome. And there'd be so much shit talking going on. Uh, The fantasy bubble sounds awesome. And I'm sure these NBA guys are having fun in the bubble too. Like it's just one big sleepover all the time. Just you and your guys vibing, so. I think the NBA bubble, there's got to be guys that really are enjoying it. And then there's others that have a family a little bit older and they just want to be the hell out of there. Um, oh, for sure. And I was thinking about this. We went to this basketball camp in high school. I think it was in Indiana. And it was, I'm not even kidding, 75 rows times five of bunk beds just in one massive room. And that's where everybody was. And uh, I think of this as a mini version of that. And there was one small TV in the corner and we ended up having to do like uh, getting thrown out at like 2 a.m. because people were throwing bottles at each other. When you put, you know, whatever the math is there, 75 times five. So that would be right. uh, 375 in a room together. There's some shit that's going to go on. I think right. of that our fantasy league like that. And uh, it would just be fun, man. Um, I don't know what it we would, would do fun. during the day. What would we do from like, because this is like you're, you're sectioned off. It's almost like a big right. brother environment where you can't do anything other than during the day, but Thursday through Sunday, 
you're like locked in on football. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you like. What do you do when you wake up on Tuesday? I don't know. You probably just fuck with each other. You're throwing water bottles at each other for 12, 24 yeah. hours until you finally get to do something. I agree with that, Deej. Uh, I think the fantasy bubble, you know, fantasy bubbles in different or uh, bubbles in general in different situations sound fun to me. Like we were talking about the jockey bubble. Those guys are probably having fun in the bubble. Yeah. If there was one, I don't know if there is. Yeah. But those guys got to be having fun, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that reality show could work. We'll do it for free. I think you yeah. pay our work salaries, all 14 of us, right. um, and we'll go and do it. And maybe that could be like, I don't know what like network would, maybe like a Bleacher Report series or something on YouTube or some shit. Yeah. We're in, so. Would would you have like the documentary camera too, where everyone's like, oh uh, yeah. DJ was being a dick to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because we have a few guys like Bean and I go at it. And if we were in the same room with everyone else, like kind of stoking the uh, the flame there, you know, there might be uh, some physicality there. Oh, for sure. We'd be fighting. We'd be betting on the fights here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Get my ass fun. beat. All right. Number five. Uh, I was eating brownies uh, over the weekend, and it just came to me. Brownies, I think, are somehow underrated. Firmly believe they should be right up there with cookies. You know, I think cookies take the, the top spot, and they're not thought of as cookies and brownies or brownies and cookies. And I really think the greatness of the flavor of brownies, they should be right up there and just as popular as, say, a chocolate chip cookie. You know, I hear you. And I think when you want a brownie, a brownie hits a little bit different, right? It just hits everything you need. You drink a little bit of almond milk after. But cookies just have unbelievable versatility, DJ. Like, I mean, you could think of a peanut butter cookie, snickerdoodle, chocolate chip, like any situation. Like, I can't sit down and eat 12 brownies. I'll sit down and eat 12 cookies right now. I'd be loving every second of it. I think it just all depends on the situation. But when brownies hit, they hit, Deej. Yeah, you get that layer of peanut butter over top, uh, which is not what I was eating, but that just sounds good. Clearly, I think you got me a little bit on the versatility where you can have a snickerdoodle, you can have an oatmeal raisin, um, and so on. So with that, I want to know your favorite cookie. Are you just a classic chocolate chip guy? You know, I'm not a chocolate chip guy. I do enjoy it, um, but I'm, I think I'm some kind of peanut butter cookie guy. If not that, then uh, just plain old sugar cookie will do the trick for me. Like those frosted uh, Christmas ones. Uh-huh. My mom bakes like a motherfucker. I'll eat them. <laughs> That's the Perry boy in you, I think. <laughs> sugar yeah. cookie. Uh, um, I'm, I love oatmeal raisin, I got to say. It's a little bit health, I'm not gonna, a little I'm bit healthier. <laughs> right, yeah, you get your fiber for the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Like a... I think if you're having like a sub sandwich for lunch and you have an oatmeal raisin right. cookie, that's like hits the spot. Now, if you're going for like a real dessert, now you need, you've got to yeah. bring the chocolate chip in. You got to bring the M&M in, whatever. Right. I agree. And I think like three cookies constitute a dessert. If you eat one cookie, it's a snack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay. On to number six in the pick six. How mm-hmm. does Rob Law? This show's mm-hmm. political expert. Right, of course. I feel about the president getting involved in college football coming back. You know, I think this is the old expression, uh, smoke them if you got them. You got anything in your back pocket, you don't know if you're coming back. Uh, you know, uh, you don't know if you're going to make it back from this thing. You just use it. Use any artillery you got. So I think that's all the president's doing. Good for him, you know. People yeah. love college football. People are passionate about it. If he can get on the right side of some people 
with that, I think it's a pretty good political move. Uh, do I think he's got more important things to deal with? Yeah, maybe there's a pandemic going on, but yeah. get involved as he can, dude. Getting some political points. See, I, I actually like it from the perspective of um, I'm a firm believer that based on uh, your understanding the world and your intelligence, you should actually focus on certain things. This kind of feels mm-hmm. like something within his realm that actually uh, might fit um, what he's good at. Like you might say a person focuses way too much on fantasy football, but if that person is useless to the earth and they, well, useless, a little strong, um, doesn't contribute to humanity very much, um, but has this extreme passion for fantasy football, their mind going to that is, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Do you see where I'm getting at with this? Maybe I'm getting a little off. I do. No, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that Trump is like, you know, go to brokering deals. And if he can intervene and get something going and facilitate it, like maybe he should do that. Right. Right. I hear that's what you're saying. But I think there's points to the contrary that maybe he shouldn't be intervening unless you want to see the Big Ten bankrupt. So uh, I don't (laughs) like it personally. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, if I do want to see college football this year and if they can do it safely and Trump somehow motivating it, I guess I'm okay with it. I just think he's extreme while being a president and should speak to the matter. He's extremely unqualified to speak on racial injustice. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, he's a little bit more qualified to talk about big 10 football. Oh yeah, I agree. For sure. And um, maybe him focusing a little bit more on that will ultimately do some good. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Okay, I, I understand that point. Just go vote, maybe. Hopefully that, that, yeah, yeah. that helps with this whole thing. Okay. Uh, new segment here. That's the pick six. We're going to move on. Uh, I think this is going to be a once every couple months sort of segment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be friends with that guy. So how yeah. this works is essentially you just list traits of a person that you wouldn't want to be friends with. And then maybe at the end we'll say, you know, I do want to be friends with that guy. So we'll we'll do the, you know, the flip of it. But I'll I'll start us off. And the guy that chants one too many times. And this was kind of the foundation of what made th- made me think of this. And this is kind of picky. Yeah. It's a little picky. But the guy where you're saying like, I'm trying to think of like a common chant. If you were saying COVID sucks, you know, and everyone's chanting. Or like the here we go brownies. <laughs> here we go yeah. brownies. You know, you do it whatever six, seven times, but the guy that doesn't have the the pulse to know of when that chant ends, right. I think says a ton about. It's a little microcosm of who that person is. They don't have the sense of when <laughs> when to stop. Um, yeah, I completely agree. With yeah. That. yeah, and it's probably some guy with like questionable vibes. He's a fringe guy to begin with, and he's sitting there chanting when too many times. You're kind of cringing. You're biting your teeth a little bit. I agree with that. He probably, he probably started a little late and he's like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a little tough. Do you have any, I don't want to be friends with that guys. Yeah. I got a big one. Uh, the, I like them before guy, you know, I th- I see people like, I like Cleveland before it was cool. That mm. shit always pisses me off. Yeah. Like if you really enjoy anything, you want other people to enjoy it. 
because you know what I mean? It kind of builds it up and it's, it's better together. Anyway, it's like betting, you know, betting on somebody. If I'm betting Wake Forest the four, first four weeks of the year, week five, I want everyone to bet Wake Forest with me. I want everyone to ride the train and make some money, right? right? You want to be as good of vibes as possible. When you're like, oh, I like this band before they even dropped a hit. And I know you mentioned somebody like, oh, I followed this person on Instagram before they even got big. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, but like, shut up, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, aren't you happy everyone enjoys that person? Yeah, too? true. Uh, that's a good one. I got the the guy that gets bummed out because you're down six points in the third quarter. And mm-hmm. so this is not so much as a, a uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know, but I can see what you're saying. I was going to add this one anyway. Like when you're betting on somebody, like you're watching a Georgia football game, they're down seven points a half, and the guy's like, we're done, dude. They can't get the <laughs> yeah. ball moving. It's like, just shut up and yeah. watch the game. Get some good vibes. Grab another beer. Let's get back on the train of right. uh, boys, you know, boost the boys up a little bit. So that's an example I, I think of in, I was like in fifth or sixth grade, and uh, people that listen to this podcast know this person. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk about him off air, not right to say his name here, but I remember being in fifth or sixth grade, we were down six points in the third quarter. And he said, man, sucks. We lost this game. I'm like, I turned on like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and some people just have that personality where they get so bummed out when the, you know, the cards are stacked against them or even like slightly. Like, no, we can get this back in like a couple possessions. We can do like one thing and be right back in it, bro. The a little adversity for a sign, you know, they uh turn their backs, you know. Yeah, it's one thing if you're not 30. Yeah. Six in third quarter. Yeah. You can't be that if, guy. If you're down if you're down 30, it just means you get your shots up, you know. Go go get your uh stroke and rhythm for the next game. That's my viewpoint on yeah. it. You know, nobody gives a shit. Did you have any others? I got some good vibes ones. I got a good okay. uh, I like I, the guy I want to associate with. Okay. You know what? There's no better feeling than like texting one of your buddies and be like, hey, do you want to go do this? Like, you know, we have this plan. Do you got a tea time? And the guy just says, I'll be there. Doesn't ask for any more details. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, I'm having people over on Friday. Oh, I'll be there. It's not like, hey, who else is going to be there? You know, what are you guys going to do after? It's just, okay, I'll come over and I'll figure it out. I love that. Guy. There's not too many of them. <laughs> yeah. Because people have responsibilities and all this other shit, but I'll be there, guys. Fun. Wow. That is the ultimate. I want to be friends with that guy. Yeah. That, right. Wow. That's, uh, that's an incredible one. I can't beat that. I do have, I do have one for the person I do want to be friends with, which is the quick Venmoer. So Ooh, if yeah. you're on the course or you lose a bet or something or whatever, or even if it's rent, like if you have roommates in the rent and they're just like hitting you with it on the 27th without a reminder, right. or you lose 20 bucks to them in golf and they're like sending it to you before you're in your car. It's, it says something about a person. It really does. Right. Oh, for sure. And on the other end, like if you got to request them and text <laughs> yeah. them, there's no, there's nobody you don't want to be friends with more than that guy. too. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that was a, a pretty solid intro segment to that. I, I was considering making it part of the, the pick six, but uh, I think that maybe could tra- uh, gain some traction. But speaking of gaining traction, this podcast mm-hmm. has its first official partner. So Rob right. and I were in talks this week, you know, working out the details. And uh, we were able to come to an agreement with Thrive Fantasy App. Uh, which is just transforming the way we think of fantasy. And uh, just to kind of do a little bit of an ad read here, but put our own spin on it. 
So I was in the Thrive Fantasy app this today, and it's just incredible. So um, it's a daily fantasy sports app for player props. So we, I know we have a lot of guys uh, that we hang out with that like the props, you know, Mike Evans over 1,100 yards, that sort of thing. Uh, so what they do is they take those individual player props per game and they give you, so for example, for NFL, you know, we're looking at, what are we, a week and a half out or a week from a week from the first game. And you have 20 individual player props uh, per game or per week. And you get to pick 10 and you get to pick the over under. So Deshaun Watson's passing yards in a game, for example, is mm-hmm. like 220 for the first week. You pick over and un- over or under, and you get so many points uh, for that prop. So if you hit 10 or 10, there's a very good chance you're going to be in the money or 9 to 10 and so on. Uh, so it's pretty cool. It, it combines. It's almost like a gambling. Like if you were to bet on a player prop, it's mixing the two of, of uh, daily fantasy with uh, kind of your typical gambling which is a, is a cool concept up and coming. And uh, we've, we've partnered with Thrive Fantasy. So use hashtag prop up. And uh, what else we got here? I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, yeah, I, DJ, I think it's you kind of hit the nail on the head about Thrive Fantasy app and what makes it so cool. You don't have to get the spreadsheet out, right? You, there's no Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. you know, guys against this kind of picture, this or that. You just kind of guess, right? That's what we're all kind of doing. You go with your vibes. You feel like what you know what I mean? This guy's going to go off today. And if you know that, go ahead and place that in there. And, uh, you know, I think it makes it a little bit more accessible. You know, you get these other uh, apps, you know, the sharks at the top are going to win all the money and you're just hoping to get your money back. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of is demoralizing before the games even start. It's not fun. It's not entertaining. Thrive app offers like the everyday man. You don't have to do the research. Just go with your gut and you're going to might win some money. So go ahead and throw some money. Make sure you use our uh our code, which is Dream Team Twenty, uh, when you deposit, and you'll make sure you get twenty dollars bonus money on your deposit, and uh, go win some money for the boys. Get some greasy money for you. Yeah, twenty bucks in, you get twenty bucks instant bonus. Uh, Fifty thousand dollars guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week One. So, we uh, shout out to the the Thrive app, uh, Thrive Fantasy app for coming through, and uh, we're excited to uh, to jump in on Week One and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think our, our, uh, our podcast is based upon us being transparent too, right? Mm. They are going to throw a little <laughs> bit of money back, if you, do that, yeah. you know, and we'll, Hey, but we will invest it all in the greasy pod. We'll finally get those yard signs up. We'll get that billboard going. So go ahead and use that promo code. Check out our Twitter if you missed it and uh, go win some money. That's yeah, dream team 20. Thrive Fantasy app, uh, download it today, Dream Team 20. All right, moving on, uh, we're going to run the numbers. Uh, I was thinking about doing doing that read. It could have been a little smoother, obviously, uh, but it felt like if you listen to our rival podcast, uh, pardon my take, you'll see You know, some of their reads are like two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, It's a tough thing. Right. It, it, but they also do a really good job of feeling like they're a partner. So we got to maybe do do the Thrive Fantasy app a little bit better next time. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, as a show of good faith, we got to throw some money in there. Oh, yeah. As a greasy pot. You're acting like right. I haven't. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, yeah. 
I got to download, make sure we use our, uh, our promo and uh, we'll post all of our lineups, uh, every, all of our props that we're going with. And, uh, you know, don't take it as advice because obviously we don't yeah, know what we're doing. Absolutely. So, Rob, moving on, what do you think we, we put up last week in terms of listeners? Fantasy well, football show, got- mind you. Yeah. Now that we got the Thrive momentum going, mm. uh, but it was a fantasy football show, I'm going to go with uh, 32 listeners. You know, there just wasn't the audience for it, but it kind of hit our core audience in a different way. So 54. Really? Mm-hmm. Some good advice yeah. out there for some people. I think there is something to be said. You know, I got to research this a little bit more about um, some sort of SEO value, or if you're searching certain terms, maybe a podcast comes up. Because one of our podcasts has 101 listens and all the podcasts around it have like 50 or 60. So I'm wondering if there's a mm-hmm. search term in there where you would be searching for something pretty random um, and find right. the pod and be like, what? They're talking about that? Like, I'm interested. But uh, 54 in the first week is pretty good for us. Yeah, that's not bad. We'll take that. What was the uh, what was that podcast about? What week was so it? I'll, I'll give you one? I'll give you the title. It's half burritos, sleepover blankets, retiring jerseys, disdain for golf kids, and family food. Which sounds like a good one. It really does. It doesn't. Yeah, that was a good. There's one. no term in there though that you would think like would be searched, but um, no. All right, Thrive Fantasy, fifty four listeners, and then. On the, other thing I have in the self-involved segment is banana ads, which we're not ready for okay. them yet. But I think that would be just the funniest thing, like our first form of advertising or or our only form of advertising ever would be just slap stickers on bananas. Um, Ooh, like so that. if you, what's like the common brand of of yellow bananas? Chiquita. Chiquita, yeah. Uh, which which I know it's not like a cheap thing. Obviously, like Pixar movies are on uh, Chiquita bananas. But imagine yeah. a greasy sticker, how hilarious that would be. I like it. We could just do some guerrilla marketing and just print out <laughs> small stickers and slap them on them. I was thinking <laughs> that. Right over. I don't know. Yeah. At our age, it might not be worth risking that, but it would be hilarious. It'd be funny, yeah. Uh, I could see like, yeah. Us at Dave's supermarket handling all the bananas, touching every last one. Some guys like, what the heck are you doing? We're just sticking stickers, man. We're yeah. just sticking. That is a funny idea for gorilla marketing, though. But, um, yeah. All right, banana ads. Put it <laughs> put it in the bank of ideas with the with the yard right. signs and so on. Uh, right. Once we get enough money off the Thrive Fantasy, yeah, idea. it'll be like a split a fifty fifty sticker Thrive slash Greasy. All right, that's the self-involved segment. Moving on to what are you consuming? Rob, I want to know what you've been watching, what you've been doing, that sort of thing. Yeah, I started a new job recently, so I have a lot more time to listen to music. Um, And I started listening to this band called Snail Mail. Uh, Very fun, you know, girl lead singer. She's like 19 years old. uh, Rock, it's like dream pop music. But I kind of had this dilemma where I really enjoyed their album music and then I listened to them live. And they kind of suck. Mm. And it's like, you know, like, you know, part of listening to music is like, oh, I would like to go see them and be around the people that also like them. But I don't know if I want to see them live because, she, you know, just yeah. not great. OK, uh, I decided I'm a Juice World fan today. That just mm. happened probably about eight hours ago. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> relatively new there. And uh, also been watching the HBO show Lovecraft Country. Um, it tackles a lot of different things. It's sci fi. It's talking about racial injustice in our country's history. Really, really cool. It's an anthology show. So you watch the first two episodes and it's kind of like a self arc. 
And then beyond that, uh, they're talking about different subjects. So go ahead and watch Lovecraft Country. I think it's probably my favorite show this year. Wow. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet. Um, what's the HBO show? The other one that got critical acclaim like recently? Game of Thrones? No, based on all the events in uh, Tulsa. Watchmen. Like, are you oh, a Watchmen? Are yeah. you a Watchmen fan? Yeah, you is know, it I similar? Is it like of... a? Is it trying to combine like the real with the, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's tackling like uh, Jim Crow South segregation laws, uh, but it's set in that time. There's no timeline distortion. Like you're set in that time, but at the same time, there's like vampires and werewolves and things trying to kill people. Um, so it's kind of a, a meddling of the two. I'm going to be honest. It just feels like a show I won't be able to keep up with. Is that fair okay. in terms of just like no, you, understanding what the hell is going on? No, you know, it feels that way once you, it, but once you know, it's an anthology and the first two episodes are kind of self-contained. Uh, I watched the second episode and was like, is this the end of the show? Um, but it's not like they pick up with the same characters and some involved. What do you mean by self-contained? Like the story starts and ends all in two episodes. Mm. Okay. I, I am interested. I just have to get HBO Max. Like I let the HBO Go thing go for a little while. Yeah. Um, and I got to make the HBO move. I haven't watched anything on there in a few months. So I got to pick up Watchmen yeah, once again and then pick up uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Both very good. Uh, yeah. I got Ydocs, uh password. Mm. So just so. Yeah. Yeah. You got the hookup. What I've been consuming, I watched the binge, talking about some low level, yeah. low level stuff there. But it's the same concept as the purge, which I'm sure you've seen. Okay. Which yeah. is, you know, one day a year, everyone can go out and do whatever they want and kill each other and so on. This is alcohol has been banned, drugs have been banned uh, across the United States. But one day a year, if you're 18 or over, you can go and do whatever you want in terms of drugs, alcohol, etc. Uh, so it's a bunch of high schoolers kind of like in a modern yeah. super bad sort of um, environment and they go and they, you know, have their first drinks and take drugs and so on. But it's, it's not very good. Like a six okay. out of 10. A uh, ton of videos on how to fix my slice, which I mentioned. We'll see how that works mm -hmm. this weekend. And then from a, a very good source, which I haven't watched yet, is Yellowstone. And I want to check that out so I can talk to our, our one buddy about that. You're talking about Duffy? I'm talking about Duffy. Yeah, dude, we <laughs> got to watch that for him. He's on an island right now. So we got to watch the Yellowstone. I uh, didn't watch Chemical Hearts. Mm. Um, I know that was a movie yeah. a while back. I saw some ads for it. Didn't miss. I missed that one. Uh, but uh, I know there's a greasy movie of the week. And we'll see if I miss that one too. It's looking promising. So yeah, so <laughs> I'm trying to make it a movie that people maybe know the title, um, right? So go from something newly released that, like Chemical Hearts, people aren't going to really seek out unless they really love that genre. So I'm with Magic Mike. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen Magic no. Mike. No. So it just came to Netflix on September 1st, a few days ago, and I think we need to check out a legendary movie, which I think for whatever standards it is because mm. of the subject matter and the peop, uh, the actors in it and so on. Magic Mike is the greasy movie of the week and we need to come back next week and give a review. So you have to watch it. Yeah, I agree. And I will watch it, but I just know it's going to be 
pretty bad. Me sitting in my basement by myself watching Magic Mike. It might not be the highest moment of my life, but hey, I'll commit to it right now. We're going to watch it. All right, cool. Um, that's all I have for this week. I mean, we can continue. We can go 20 minutes on fantasy talk if there's any interest in that. I don't know if anything you have there that you'd like to add. You know, we'll save it uh, till post draft. Obviously, we got a big weekend ahead. Just trying to get my head around some of the fantasy thoughts. We'll give a good recap of our draft, you know, what we can share. Uh, obviously, give a uh, recap of the first round, see what guys went where. Um, but obviously, pump for it. This is that one time of year where you get out with your buddies and you kind of get to do a little binge segment, you know. Everything goes as long as you're not, uh, you know, doing anything too illicit. So, yeah, I will say that my mind, we'll see where we end up last next week because I truthfully don't know with number pick number nine. But I've mm-hmm. spent so much brain power on who do I select there. And it's between three guys, and I will openly admit that to the pod. It's Devontae Adams, wow. Julio, Ooh. or Austin Eckler. Wow. We'll see who's I think, there. I think maybe all three of those guys will be there, potentially. I know I know one of them will be, certainly. Eckler. Um, so my mind is spinning. I think Julio and Devon Julio will be there. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just and uh, I'm thinking about the Ben man. My, it's tough. Mind is spinning. Yeah, for sure. Um, other thing that we consumed this week, real quick, was Ascension, the David Blaine special today. Oh like, yeah. Honestly, we talk like, about what that. were they doing? What were they doing? Putting it on at eleven o'clock in the morning? I don't know. <laughs> I was locked in. I don't know what I was expecting, but that wasn't it. But it was fun. I mean, watching him free fall from whatever thousand feet was absolutely exhilarating. Um, very anxiety inducing, like him talking to his daughter. You're like, dude, just don't die yeah. with your daughter. We'll, we'll explain it to the people that might have not have watched or been tuned in at 10 a.m. Right. So David Blaine held on to some balloons. He was, you know, like the movie Up, except as our, Gav, <laughs> as our friend Gavin put, he was the house. And he went up 28,000 feet into like classified airspace. He had an oxygen mask because he was running out of air. And then he just dropped. He just like straight up rocked. And uh, he had a parachute and he put the parachute on, you know, in the air and then uh, floated down to safety. So um, it was like more of a thing about holding his breath and he did a hell of a job. So, yeah. What do you think about the fake arm theory that he had a fake arm actually holding the balloons for him? You know, I think he had a harness there that was like kind of like helping him. And I think he wasn't like just holding the balloons. He wasn't like straight up just upping himself. There was a harness attached to him using that. And then he eventually took off the harness. Yeah. Okay. He, he wasn't holding on to the balloons. I don't think they were trying to say that. It did look <laughs> like it though. <laughs> yeah. I dropped one balloon. On, yeah. Yeah. They built the suspense very well, which they do. With David Blaine, I did see like earlier in the special, he was teaching all these um, celebrities how to hold their breath. Um, yeah, and he was taking these people that could hold their breath for like a minute or fifty seconds, and based on his techniques, after a little while, they could hold it for over four minutes. And it was That's like Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde and uh, Casey Neistat and so on, and like everyone was doing it. Yeah, also, I want to see him, I see him sorry, do that with Seth Rogen with all that weed smoke in there. Get him yeah. Over the four seconds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis, I think, like underrated, good looking, in my opinion. 
you know, the stash, maybe not so much in Ted Lasso, but uh, yeah, he's like, I like that dude. Just he's overall. a low key hottie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's all we have. Uh, when you start talking about uh, Jason Sudeikis being hot, I think it's time yeah. to go. But uh, wrap up the week, download the Thrive Fantasy app, throw some money in there, get your bets on the Derby, tis the law, the lock of the week. That's not betting advice. It's just what I'm going with. Lock get your money down. We're ready to <laughs> rock and roll for the fantasy draft. Check out Perry Fantasy Sports for content from this weekend. We'll retweet it from the Greasy Pod podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you yeah. next Thursday. Dream Team 20, Thrive Fantasy. Later.